You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. Check, Taco. Come on. Taco's, Taco. Taco's having some fun here. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafter. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, July 31st, uh, right after Brad Stevens decided to, you know, go ballistic. I wasn't even home. I was in the car. I was driving. Uh, I get to my dad's house and I have to steal his laptop so I can write because Brad Stevens just decided to make a ton of trades without any warning. But uh, let's just start there, Sam. What's your immediate reaction to two trades in one day from Brad Stevens? Brad Stevens! Pulls off two free trades in one day. Two of them. Wild. Justin Thompson, he was house <laughs> money. He had a big contract you didn't want. He's gone. You have Chris Dunn, who everyone's elated about because he went to Providence. Yep. And he plays defense. And um, yeah. Bruno Fernando. And then you've got Josh Richardson literally for free until we found out Moses Brown was shipped out. But, I mean... It's kind of a little bit of a loss because that was something fans were excited about. It was a good yeah, safety yeah. net at center. It was nice to have him in case Williams gets hurt or Horford. I mean, both of them realistically could get injured this season. Fernando's a center, too, if I'm not mistaken. So is Grant Williams. Don't count out Grant my Williams. mans. Let's be come on now. Come but on. Josh Richardson, <laughs> fantastic addition. Yes. Uh, yes. This team already this offseason has gotten deeper. You have the majority yep. of the same core. Except you have bench players and supporting players that can give you good minutes that you don't have to worry about if you're going to get the right guy on the right day. Now the next thing you got to do is make sure you bring back Fournier. I think, depending on what direction, I mean, what the options are. I mean, if you if you it's not looking good. If that's why you're, if you're, if that's why you're shaking your head, I've seen the reports uh, today that it's, it's stalling not out. Uh, it's. The price is too high is what I've been seeing. He's He's got an asking price, and the Celtics are incapable of meeting that asking price. Yeah, he, he goes out and he destroys Team USA once, yeah. and you know <laughs> he wants us uh, all to forget about the games that he would shoot 0 for 10 and miss layoffs. The The asking price right now is four years, $80 million. That's a lot. It is a lot. So 20 mil a season. And, and it does not He can fit. get it. He can get it somewhere else is the thing. Cause Go play for uh, the Knicks. I mean – I think the Knicks, the Mavericks, the Heat, the Spurs are all going to make offers for him. Um, and, and I think he'll go to one of those teams. And realistically, like for from a Celtics fan perspective, I think it's, you know, it sucks. Obviously, I was telling KJ uh, when I went on the Wicked Smart Guys sports podcast or, um, that I think that's the worst case scenario for the Celtics. A lot has yeah, changed since great. then. They've gotten safety nets in, you know, Josh Richardson, Chris Dunn, uh, guard depth, which I think is huge. So I don't think it's as bad, but it still sucks. And I, I think it's trending towards the direction where they're not going to keep Evan Fournier because they can't pay him $20 million. It's just it's just impossible, realistically. It's just you can't pay him that much money. But I have also heard that the Celtics are not done yet. There are more moves to come. And I, I believe Keith Smith tweeted this yesterday that the moves should come soon because they're trying to make it work on the 2020-2021 salaries. Uh, that's the only reason they were able to get a Josh Richardson deal done, because technically he made 10.8 million last year, right? And his deal next year is 11.6. So 
So if they had done this trade in three days from now, he wouldn't have fit into the Hayward TPE. But since Brad pulled it off yesterday, bingo, under the 11 mil that they had to spend with the Hayward TPE. So smart move from Brad, but I'm also hearing they're not done. Uh, Is there anything you think they should prioritize in terms of a trade? I don't have any ideas off the top of my head, but you have to imagine they have to fill out the roster. Brad has said, you know, he wants vets to help support the young guys. So what ideas come into mind when I say that? I still feel like, well, four years, 80 million is a lot of money. It's a long time to tie yourself to Fournier when all the talk has been next season or the season after is your window for free agency, which Brad has so far committed to. He has dumped Kemba's contract, and now he has Al Horford, who will be significantly less by then. Um, Josh Richardson has come in to fill the Hayward TPE, which, if I'm not mistaken, TPEs, they count towards your cap whether you fill them or not. So that's pretty much free. I mean, and he'll he, be off the books next year, too. Richardson's he will be off, off the books, books next year. Tristan Chris Thompson. Dunn's, Chris Dunn's off the gone. books next year. So is Tristan Thompson, though. He would have also been yeah. off the books. But yeah, yeah. Chris Dunn is making less money. Uh, he probably fills more of a need. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really know. I don't know the now. way the money is supposed to work right now. So I really can't give you a good answer. I don't really know what their situation is, what they can do. I'm seeing uh, we can get more into this later if we're not going to do it now. But I'm seeing a ton of Lonzo Ball and I was gonna say Jack. That, yeah. All we've heard is that it they can't do it. I don't understand where where is this coming from that they can all of a sudden do it. So they could always technically do it. It would just end up hard capping the team, right? And the idea of signing Lonzo Ball and signing Evan Fournier is impossible because there's just not enough money for the Celtics to do that. And in order to get Lonzo Ball, they would have to send out more money than they would in a sign and trade, right? You can't sign and trade Fournier for a certain amount for Lonzo Ball because both of them will make more than the Celtics are able to pay, obviously, right? Celtics have around, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think around 13 to 15 million now, maybe after the trade. So if Fournier wants 20 million, they'd have to clear up that extra space to sign him and trade him. And if I'm a team around the league, I'm paying Lonzo Ball around that same price too, right? Yeah, I think 20 that's million. about it. If not right? more. That's fair. Yeah, I, I could think see the right get... team giving him more. Let's see. The Knicks really kind of need a point guard. I could see them throwing a lot of money at him. They could throw a big bag. I, uh, I think eight, it's a wide range, but I think 18 is the absolute lowest he gets. And I think 25 might sound a little crazy, but I think, like you said, a team like the Knicks could throw that at him. But 18 to 22 seems a realistic uh, range for Lonzo Ball right now. But um, – I also have seen that the Bulls and him are close to, you know, one of those, you know, oh, they're expressing mutual interest in signing this deal for a four-year $80 million with the Bulls. So we might see Lonzo in Chicago. But the Celtics are interested, like you said. So they I would believe have to send out salary, though. It was John that told us, or he kind of put it in perspective of, yeah. if you sign Lonzo Ball, that is your third big contract. Do you think that's enough yes. to win? With, you know, Tatum Brown and then Lonzo, with Lonzo as your third big three guy, mm-hmm. which, I mean, we saw this year, you don't necessarily need a big three per se. You need three that can play their roles the yeah. right way. Celtics also don't have a Giannis. Yeah, uh, not yet. Not yet. Tatum's right now they there. don't. Tatum's getting to that level. It's it's a big risk if you go after Lonzo. It is. Because yes. 
he could come here and not play well too. That's always a possibility, no matter who it is, for the most part. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. like Durant or somebody like that. But <laughs> yeah, they, there's always a possibility. It's not a good fit, even though you know you would think it would be. You would imagine so. Yeah, I think it'd be a perfect fit. Honestly, I think you run. I, the The issue is, I don't know if, if you can get Lonzo Ball without giving up significant assets not even in return for Lonzo Ball because I think realistically a Fournier Lonzo Ball sign and trade is realistic for both sides in terms of just fit I think the Celtics would love to have Lonzo and I think Evan Fournier fits perfectly next to Zion right if you have Zion Williams and you need shot creators and shooters to put around him and Evan Fournier does that to a T right so I, I think the logistics for that deal are there but the Celtics would have to give up more salary because don't the Celtics have bird rights I don't know I don't know if it means anything with the hard cap, but I mean, they have bird rights on Fournier. They do. Yeah, but they still can't. That means they could pay him more in theory, but they don't have the money. It's weird because they're approaching the hard cap is where the issue comes in. Right. Cause they already have so much money on the books. So they would, I think they'd have to give up more salary in order to take in Lonzo ball, especially then because they don't have bird rights on ball, obviously. So you have to, give up more salary maybe you could do like oh we'll send out romeo we'll send out carson we'll send out a slew of these small assets they can still waive uh excuse me jabari parker that'll free up another two million in cap space which is a little bit but it's just very tough to iron out and it makes me think whether or not they would send out marcus smart in that sort of sign and trade for lonzo which i'm not i'm not for or against but I, i i could also see that being a realistic you know avenue if they did want to pursue Lonzo Ball seriously this offseason which it, it I don't depends know your what thoughts. they want um you know I think if you give up Marcus for Lonzo you get back not as much of a crazy defender type player as Marcus but you bring somebody he's a good in defender no Still Lonzo really defender. Lonzo is a good defender that's not what I'm saying I'm not I'm much saying he's shooter. not Marcus yeah the way he's yeah. um crazy on defense you you bring in somebody that is more publicly perceived to be well equipped to be <laughs> the point guard on this team, which I, he probably is. But I yep. still think Marcus Smart, if they end up with him as the starting point guard, is going to be absolutely fine. Yeah. I think anytime he has been asked to be the point guard and not to be a primary scoring option, he's been fine. I mean, I think this is going to if if everything ends up like it is now, at least in terms of who we think is going to start, it, it, he could surprise some people to see. I think he's primed to have maybe not a breakout year. It's not the right word, but to really have an effective year. To, he's a, the best passer on the team right now. Mm-hmm. He has improved. Um, he's improved the way he take shots when he doesn't have to be a primary option. People will still cite yep. games where he'll chuck, and he absolutely does chuck, but he'll <laughs> chuck in games where somebody's out. I mean, this whole last season, Jack, guys are out the whole season. It's a rotating yeah, door yeah. of guys sitting out games. If he's in a stable secondary scoring role, he's been fine. In the playoffs, he was the second best player on the team. The season before in the playoffs, he was fantastic during the run. I mean, yep. he's reliable when he's in a big game or he's in a concrete role. I, I just, I'm very I biased. I love Marcus, and I, I, I would love too. to see him get his jersey retired. So I, I'm fighting. I do too. And I will say though, if you're asking me whether I've, I'd rather have Marcus Smart 
for definitely next year and potentially past that if they want to extend him for what do we say he gets in free agency? Like 15 to 18 million you have to pay him realistically? I, I feel like that's a fair price. Lonzo or get. Marcus? Marcus. Marcus. 15 Probably to 15 to 18, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're talking whatever they have. Marcus definitely next year and possibly past that or Lonzo Ball for at least three years. I, I think I'd probably take Lonzo Ball right You have now. to talk Wait, to Marcus. And, and you're absolutely right. This has been the big what if we've been talking about yep. probably on and off for the last six months at least. It's mm-hmm. been a topic of conversation because it's important. It has and to be, yeah. He makes a fair chunk of money. He is important to this team. And now his contract is going to be up. A lot of fans like myself don't want to give him up. But if he doesn't want to comply with the team, which he already kind of did once, yep. which he might not want to do again, mm-hmm. even though I feel like he might do it again. But like I, I say every time, like I would have told you Horford would have done the same thing and he didn't. So mm-hmm. he still might have if he knew about Kemba, but he didn't. Um, yeah. Marcus. Big piece of this team, but you're absolutely right. If he's going to walk and you have the chance to have Lonzo for more of a longevity, he's also younger than Marcus, even if you had both of them. So there's an argument there. It's it's not one of the ones I hate, and I don't think you're getting value back if you do it, because there is value there. He, he can play, he, uh, play make. Not he, obviously he can play. He can play make. He plays defense. He's not a small guard. Neither is Marcus. He's not a small guard that's going to be. Um, Liability. He's, he's the opposite. He's a tall guard. He's a very he's a tall, tall guard. guard. Exactly. Six foot six. Defend. Like mm-hmm. you said, he's an improved three point shooter. Much improved. Hugely improved. There, there are 38%. positives on both sides. I I just don't know how realistic it is. I I don't know all the money yeah. stuff, so it's very hard for me to get excited about these things. I get excited about the free trades, like we saw yesterday. Brad, <laughs> yeah, swinging yeah. the free trades. Love it. Love it. And yeah, Lonzo Ball shot around 38% on eight attempts a game last season from three. So that's a lot very, of attempts. And he shot very well. So that's really, really good. But um, how many, yeah, how many threes like, does Marcus take a game? Just for all the people that think he chucks. Um, do you, do you want to guess while I look this up? Probably six. Maybe less. Uh, that's, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say around six, but it might be closer to four. Uh, it was, yeah, six, 5.9. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So that's about right. But he, he shot mm, he, he shot lower very well. Not very well. Um, but, yeah, I like Marcus Smart. I have full confidence he could be the point guard of the Celtics. That being said, like like I mentioned, it's trending towards, uh, you know, Evan Fournier is probably going to leave. What's the backcourt, right? Who do you put in that backcourt? I- I've seen some rumblings of Josh Richardson at point guard, which I don't hate because he's a good ball handler. He played that role in Miami for a while, and as soon as he was asked not to, he got worse. Um, that being said, I think he could also be slotted in there as a secondary ball handler at the two. Uh, do you run Chris Dunn, Marcus Smart? I, I think that's awful. I really don't want to see that in the starting lineup. No, I don't think it makes sense. I think that's a good, I I think you run Marcus at point and Richardson at, uh, shooting guard, Brown, Tatum, center, whoever Unless they sign someone else. They, They could always go out there and sign, you know, a cheap guy. Find something, find a deal. They have some TPEs left. They have a brand new TPE to talk about. That's right. Right? So there are plenty of avenues. Now, Jack, if, if Fournier walks, they can't fill that because no. it's bird rights. Correct. They, so they'll have a, like itty bitty, itty bitty cap space, like very little of the MLE. They'll might have like two or three million in there they could spend, but it's it's very minimal. That number gets it, cut it's down It's tough a lot. because I think if Fournier's on this team, they're much, much better. Yes. I think with the moves they've made – They've put them in a put themselves in a place to compete a little bit. 
at the very least, they've gotten much deeper. They're primed for a playoff run every every couple years, every two years, the even number. Mm-hmm. 18, 20, 22 is here. I still think they need it. If Fournier leaves, I'm saying they still need a Fournier type player. Which oh, they sucks, absolutely do. Which That's sucks because he, he's that guy. But it, he's it's, almost it's, a perfect third option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, this has. I'm going a little off track here, but Sam Hauser, the guy they just signed. Don't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't sleep. I'm just saying. Don't sleep on him. He's on a two way contract now, which probably means Taco Fall is gone. Uh, I think definitely probably Taco Fall is gone. Um, six foot eight, six foot nine forward shot above 40% for all four years of college it is just lights out going to come in, be a solid shooter at the big man position. I, I think he'll be great. But like I was saying, I still think they need that kind of shot creator at the guard position. Cause Marcus, he can do that sometimes, but not nearly consistently enough to be relied upon for that role. So you do need someone like Evan Fournier, and I don't think they have the cap space nor the you know market to go out and get one this offseason, which is unfortunate, and I still think they'll be a good team. I still think they'll be a playoff team and be competing because of Tatum and Brown, but they they, they really, really needed to keep Fournier this offseason. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. I'm less and less confident by the day, which sucks. It sucks. but I wonder if they sign and trade him somewhere. It's possible. I, I think it's tough to find the place i think if both teams are interested i think there might be a pathway i always you know default to the teams that i cover so you'll always hear me spewing heater hornets it's just i read about it i write about it i listen to it all day so it's gonna come up in celtics context a kendrick non Evan fournier sign and trade i could see being favorable for both sides because i don't think the heat are going to keep uh Kendrick Nunn I don't think the Celtics at this point are going to keep Fournier I think Kendrick Nunn's going to get around 15 million dollars this offseason which is a little bit cheaper uh than what Fournier is projected to get I think he would be a great sixth man in Boston I think you could run I I think you could start him if you needed to uh he shot very efficiently from the field and from three last season uh he's just a scorer and he's not at the level of Fournier but that is kind of the mold I see the Celtics wanting to add this offseason. I, I just think it's there. I think it's there. But I, I'm excited. I, I'm very upset, Jack. You you burst my bubble today. I thought free agency was tomorrow. It is not. I thought in <laughs> no, six no. hours or so I would be asleep, but there would be chaos going on. No, no. There, there would be August fireworks. <laughs> Who starts free agency on the second? It has never started on the second. I've had it. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's kind of lame kind of lame but uh yeah I, i'm kind of disappointed the celtics aren't going to keep evan fournier and they still could maybe they'll surprise they me but they might as of now i'm seeing it as very unlikely but there are avenues around the league to find a replacement i think in a sign and trade like you said another rumor i wanted to bring up because i wrote about it partially to piss you off but also partially because it's well, I did see a rumor this. uh rumors are the miami heat have their eyes on Marcus Smart this offseason, uh, reported by Five Reasons Sports, who are you know a reputable Miami uh, Heat source. So it, there's probably some substance to it. Whether this is one of those rumors where it's oh the Heat have interest while the you know the Celtics don't give a shit, or it's like you know keep an eye on this. This could be in the works. 
the only thing is I don't know a realistic trade for either side that would make that deal work. But uh, I'll leave it to your thoughts. Well, I'm also interested in the job of the sports hub. But here here I am at, uh, you know, another job, which is fine. <laughs> the job is fine, and I'm fine with yeah. it. But, I mean, I'm interested in a lot of things. It's just not going to happen. I don't know what to tell you. There's nothing that they could get back that's worth it. Unless you're, you're going to give him Bam? You're going to give him Jimmy Butler? Like, even Jimmy Butler, he's getting old. I think best case scenario is a Duncan Robinson sign and trade, and I don't. I don't think that move is smart for either team. <laughs> I think Duncan that would make Robinson's the, not a bad player. He kind of fits, I think, but it, the Celtics need a, a point guard right now I if, I think, if they're getting rid of Marcus. I think it, I think Marcus Smart is too important to the Celtics, and Duncan Robinson is too important to the Heat. And I'm not saying Duncan Robinson's a better player than Marcus Smart, but he's a better player for the Heat than Marcus Smart is, if that makes any sense, right? The Heat are terrible at shooting. shooting. If Duncan Robinson wasn't on the team last year, like you just stripped his attempts and makes away, they'd be a bottom three team in three-point shooting last year. Like they were bad. So Duncan Robinson is much too important for them to lose. And at the same time, like you add a great shooter in Duncan Robinson uh, to the Celtics, but you lose your starting point guard right now. That's just not worth it. And and your best defender. Yeah, and your best defender. So unless they're giving up Tyler Hero, at which point I would – Still not like it, but I, uh, you know, I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just doesn't make sense. That would, the, the only reason I think that that could be not on the table necessarily, but like not the worst thing is because it would also clear up a lot of money and they could probably resign Fournier if they did that deal. But I also don't think the Heat would do that in a million years. Well, you know you're what I'm the Celtics. Do you want to even resign him for that much money? I mean, he, that's a lot. Not even the money. The money's fine. The time mm-hmm. is the problem. Four years is a long time. Do you want to lock yourself into that? He's a great player and he's a great fit right now. But over those four years, you're going to have yeah. better options than that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. It, it's They're tough in a very to lose tough spot. Right yes, I agree. But I don't. it's just because, what, he'll be a 33, 34 by the end of that? That's not ex- – it's not like – old old it's like the end of a prime it's right? not he it's should not still about him good. getting old it's about the opportunities that they can miss if but even yes. if they don't sign him they don't get any money that's what i'm saying exactly. they're in such a tough spot yeah and if you're planning right i'm I'm assuming you're alluding to you know clearing up enough space to potentially land bradley beal next season well that's what all the talk is that's what yeah. it seems I like agree. they've been building towards with these moves yep. i don't know I, I don't know how the money works well enough to really give you a great opinion i don't i wish i did but i don't wish that much because i would learn (laughs) yeah it's tough it's very tough i think there's definitely a market for evan fournier from everything i'm seeing and i'm sure you've seen two talks are quote-unquote stalling soon so that's that's not great um i think the celtics roster is arguably in a better spot than it was last year i I don't know if you'd agree with that but i I think it has the potential to be oh it should be yeah because like you have uh al horford back Kemba Walker was obviously a great player, but at the same time, still is, still is not a great fit. No, at the same time, he's missing every other game, which wasn't his fault. But you're going to have consistency at the guard position at the very least. And Marcus Smart, uh, knock on wood. Um, Evan Fournier, no Evan Fournier. You now have Josh Richardson, who is a very quality uh, player. Who I think the Celtics are confident that they can kind of revamp his career. Not to mention, you have the potential to put out arguably the best defensive lineup in the NBA, right? Marcus Smart, Chris Dunn, slash Josh Richardson, which 
Brown and Tatum and Al Horford slash Robert Williams. Like defensively, Brad Stevens just gave Ime Udoka all the tools to be a top five defense in the NBA, which shouldn't surprise anybody considering it's Brad Stevens at the helm. And also, uh, not that this is too important, the Celtics bring back a second round pick, right? So that adds to draft capital. They also bring back Bruno Fernando, right? So they're adding some use. Bruno some Fernando, draft he can shoot, he can stretch the floor, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, he's not like elite. I'm not saying that, but he'll do it. Is he? I don't know if he's taking threes in the NBA. <clears throat> Woj, Woj tweeted out Bruno Caboclo was coming. Yeah, no, he took he, he he doesn't he doesn't shoot the ball. He took uh two threes last season in 33 games. Bet he hit both of them. He hit zero. <laughs> he hit neither. Oh for two. Um. So yeah, not not a great shooter, but. For those complaining about Moses Brown, you still have Bruno Fernando, who, by the way, is another undersized center, so that's not ideal. But <laughs> six foot nine. Um, are you complaining about Moses Brown? I've seen this whole wave of people complaining that he's gone and that was a stupid trade. I I disagree. But uh, well, well, what do you the, think? The thing is, for me, is I just don't think he was going to play a lot. I, that's the mm-hmm. he was more of a nice safety net, which would have been great to have. Like yep. I said, with the with this. Uh, center rotation you need somebody to be there if something happens to one of these guys but I think Josh Richardson is just more valuable to your team right now 100 percent 100 maybe he'll like it here and he'll take a smaller deal to stay because I don't know how much he's going to get paid somewhere else yeah Josh Richardson's a quality player I, that's I what think... I'm saying I I agree with mm-hmm. you I was excited when I saw especially when it was free everybody gets very free nervous. deals I was very nervous they were trading Marcus when they made I was trade. too. When I first I saw it, that's nervous. what I thought it was. But uh, thankfully, Brad Stevens just pulled off a heist, an absolute heist. But I do think Dallas, not that this has anything to do with the Celtics. It's more from my Heat perspective. I, I think they're going to make a strong push for Kyle Lowry now this offseason. Yeah, I do think that. they're now even more of a threat to take Evan Fournier away from the Celtics uh, with that move, unfortunately. But I suppose we'll see. Uh, we can talk about the draft briefly before continuing with this. Uh, Juan Begarin is joining the Celtics, 18-year-old freak athlete, I'll say. Good defender, good shot creator, but he can't shoot. So he, he can get to his spots, but he's not great at making the shots. He can get to um, the spots and stand there. Exactly. Um, but but I saw Greeny put this out. Him and Evan Fournier have the same agent. So maybe they're you know <laughs> trying to tamper a little bit there. Um, is he on the no. French team for the Olympics? No, he's not. He I don't, can't I don't be that good then. No. <laughs> um, I think I've seen a lot of people have confidence that Beggarin can be an actual NBA player. Uh, I think the biggest thing for Brad Stevens, though, with the pick was being able to fill out the roster with veterans and then potentially having somebody in a couple of years, right? He, it's kind of like the Yamadar situation, right? It won't take now up the roster stash, spot. Right? He is not exactly. Coming. Exactly. He's not coming over. He might play in summer league. We're not sure about that yet, but he's not coming over uh, for next season. So they will have an extra roster spot. As of now, though, Celtics do have 13 guaranteed players on the roster already. So their moves are probably in order. Man, I'm just excited. I want to see what happens. Are we going (laughs) to get something serious? Maybe we'll see Carson Edwards go to a team where he can thrive, which will be good for him. him I I feel bad that, I mean... He's obviously a guy that has potential to be as, at least a good bench scorer. Tremont Waters getting... got plenty of potential. Apparently, he believes in himself enough to back away good from the Celtics. Him. Beast. I, I mean, Absolute beast. Jack, I swear, 
and maybe I'm not like super high on him or anything, but these guys would have had much better season. The Celtics would have been a much better team last year had there been a G League. Yeah. I, I because think it could they relied heavily on young talent to get them through games and be their depth. And those guys, a lot of them didn't get to play a lot of minutes. Neesmith, Langford, uh, not so much Waters, just because he really wasn't going to be in the rotation. But when they do have to play, they haven't played in a while. They're just sitting there watching. You're not getting mm-hmm. real game time like you would in the G League. Yeah, it, it was tough. I think Neesmith would have benefited from it, although he he came into his own eventually. He figured it out. Uh, Carson Edwards and Tremont Waters and that whole crew certainly would have benefited. I'm super excited for Summer League this year, though. I think Summer League this year is going to be so, so, so entertaining. I'm not sure uh, the Celtics should lose a game in the Summer League this year. Well, <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, well, I'm who's more... playing on the team? Let's see. Pritchard's going to play. Yep. Uh, Neesmith. Neesmith. Langford, I think he's going to play. Yep. Yeah, yep. Langford's he's going to play. play. Uh, Grant is not going to play. Nope. Um, Yamadar. Yamadar. Mm, Sam Hauser. Hauser, who, by the I got way, the list for you. When, when Jack was going through his draft prospects, I told you without knowing who it was that he was white. He is someone just, I named, just though. By his I'm name. Gonna, I'll give myself a little pat on the back for saying they should take someone. French uh, man I, was I, at the top of Jack's draft board. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah. Austin Reeves, you remember that name? Because I, I said it a million I times. Do. You know where he I signed? Do. He wants to play for the Lakers. He signed with the Lakers. Very yeah. sad. Very upset. Anyways, uh, Celtic Summer League roster. Romeo Langford, Aaron Neesmith, Carson Edwards, Peyton Pritchard, Yamadar, Sam Hauser. <clears throat> this is where we get in trouble with the names. Zach Auguste, Eric Holman, but Eric is spelled with an A, so A-R-I-C. Diedrich Lawson and KJ Lawson. Uh, all I know here is Zach Auguste. August, August, Notre Dame uh, guy, so he'll be there. Uh, Celtics also interested in Nigel Hayes, so that's another guy. That is a name that I've been seeing all over the place that they've been interested in. 26-year-old. Mutual interest. Yep. Shot 44% from three uh, overseas, so he's I like these overseas guys, man. The only (laughs) one that's disappointed is Poye, and even then, like, I feel like he just didn't get a lot of time, and he wasn't going to. Yep. Yep, Nigel Hayes played at Wisconsin though. He was he, I remember him from Wisconsin too, which is weird. I don't remember a lot of college guys, but uh yeah, I'm interested to see. I'm excited for Summer League. I'm more excited for the Heat Summer League than the Celtics and the, the Hornets, but Celtics should have a lot of fun. What are you looking for? Are you, I assume you're going to watch some of the games at the very least. What what are you looking for? I'll probably League? watch them. I'd like to see Pritchard really be the best player on the floor. Okay. Um I'm interested to see how good Yamadar is. I'm interested to see Neesmith and Langford. I feel like at this point, if he's going to be anything, Langford is going to dominate. If 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 he's going to be anything. So you think, I mean, this might be a little harsh, but if Langford doesn't dominate here, then he's not going to be anything. He's not going to be. And that's harsh. His harsh. ceiling. Okay. Uh, it's like when Jalen Brown played in the summer league, his second year, and he absolutely dominated despite being like not used his rookie year, just kind of being there. He was a third pick, didn't play a lot. He then played he comes, 18 minutes a game. It's not, a, but he really wasn't. He he didn't have like a big role, if that makes sense. He wasn't impressing people. I know. I got you. I got you. You know, he came in the summer league and absolutely dominated. Gotcha. 
All right. So let me ask you this a little off topic kind of. Uh, do you want to know about the summer league players? Do you, do you want me to give you some breakdowns? Because I got I've got some information no. for you. You no, don't do care? That. No. I don't think the listeners <laughs> care either. Uh, well, I was gonna just tell you, Zach Agoste is a local kid, Marlboro okay. Mass, Marlboro well, that, Mass, four years at Notre Dame. Uh, he is 28 though, so he's he's not not a youngster. He's 28 years old, so uh, and can't shoot, and he can't shoot. Six ten center cannot shoot the ball. Um, so that should be fair. <laughs> overseas guy though, another overseas guy. <laughs> Won't be on the team. He's the, well, he's not gonna jag. He can't shoot. No, he's you're undersized. not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not I mean, wrong. Tyson's undersized. He could shoot. Grant yeah. can shoot to yeah. some degree when he plays. Yep. Uh, another rumor uh, I saw that I did want to mention to you. Uh, I, I mentioned Lonzo Ball and the Bulls have mutual interest, right? Four years, eighty million. In order to do that, the Bulls would likely have to waive or trade some of their players, which means Tomas Sadoransky and Thad Young could be at risk to be waived. So. I've been, you know, they were two of my top guys the Celtics should pull off a trade for this offseason. Uh, I put them in Kemba trades. Uh, I put them in, you know, Hayward TPE trades. I think either would be a great fit with the Celtics. The the biggest issue there is obviously what do you trade to match salary? But if we're talking guys that can come and make an impact, if they could somehow finagle to give Thad Young, someone's going to pay Thad Young like $12 million. But if if the Celtics could manage to get him for the, you know, MLE taxpayer or a sign and trade or something, he would probably be the perfect player to bring to Boston. I don't know about you, but uh, I think a good that... forward off the bench. Mm-hmm. Or start. Um, you could start, too, if you really want Depending wanted. on what you want to do, you could start him. Yeah. I mean, I know you like Sidoransky. I do. Like uh, Patty Mills is someone Patty that I Mills. saw on Twitter was, like, I think Mark Murphy put it out that yep. he is on the list. He is on he the is list. He is on the list. That'd of, be great. Uh, Celtics targets. So That'd be a lot of guards. tweeting it. <laughs> be a lot of guards <laughs> well now it would be a week ago everybody said they needed a guard because they did and now they don't <laughs> maybe they will who knows he's not done right? yet because they went from pritchard and marcus and that's it to pritchard marcus richardson and dunn and then potentially adding patty mills which i still wouldn't hate because i think you could start patty mills possibly marcus at the two um could do that to, to add shooting have Dunn and richardson come off the bench with knee smith pritchard you know Rob Will slash Horford. I, there's a lot of avenues the Celtics could choose to go this offseason. What I'm most curious about is what rotations Ime Udoka runs, right? Because we're so used to this point. We're so used to the Brad Stevens rotation kind of, you know, he'll play 12 guys in a single game. That's just, that's just Brad. 12 to 15 guys will get playing time. He'll feel it out. You know, the old, oh, I don't want to start the bench player. I'm going to start Tremont Waters instead. Ime Udoka probably doesn't have the same coaching style. So I'm wondering if he goes more traditional, you know, these five guys, same rotations every game, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. And obviously Brad Stevens didn't have the easiest, you know, year last year in terms of available players. But I I think the way Udoka chooses to play the rotations is going to be not a shock, but it's going to be jarring to a lot of Celtics fans because they're so used to Stevens rotations. You know what I mean? Oh, it's going to be different for sure. I think the biggest thing is uh, the bench guys not stepping up into the starter role when somebody's yeah. out. I, I yeah. think you're – I actually didn't even think of that. It's nail on the head. Pritchard will start games this year. Like, it's going to happen. Last yeah. year, everybody wanted it. And I understand why he does it. He really makes them earn it. Mm-hmm. I you agree. Know? I agree. 
So I mean, um, th- that's yeah. great. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, Joe Mazzula is coaching the summer league. Joe uh, Mazzula, Rhode Island. Really? I, I didn't know that. Bishop Hendrickon, Bishop Hendrickon, a mile from my house. I went there for two years, left, did not like it. There you go. I, I feel like I know that name. Um, Jay Laranega is leaving the Celtics coaching staff. Yep. He's going to L.A. Uh, Evan Turner will not be returning because Emilioka decided not to bring him back. Uh, but yeah, other than that, the only other news I got for you has nothing to do with the Celtics. Uh, it's just general NBA stuff like Serge Ibaka just exercises player that. option. Uh, that's normal. Timberwolves extending qualifying offers. Uh, every time I see Wozier Sam's pop up on my phone, I'm thinking something's happening. But Excited then disappointed things. in a matter of seconds. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's how it is. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things. We can talk draft a little bit. I know you don't pay attention much, but were there any shocks to you on draft night? I, I will say, we're tell- I told you Giddy. I was telling you the name Josh Giddy, and he went up there. I was shocked that he went that high because you guys were saying, too. like, if they if they kept 16, they could have got him. He was. They could have. That was the projection. The Thunder were just like, nah, we're going to steal him at six. And, and they took him at six. Um, I am disappointed the Celtics didn't take Sharif Cooper. Uh, I know I was messaging that in the chat because I think he was uh, amazing. He averaged 20 and 8 in college. Uh, true freshman, absolute beast. Only player in the last 25 years to do that outside of Trey Young, who they're now teammates. Hawks had a great draft, by the way. Uh, two guys I think the Celtics could have, you know, done good with taking. But uh, hey, maybe Beggarin can come in and be someone great. Uh, we're going to do another show after free agency begins, I believe, Tuesday yes, for maybe will. a Wednesday release is the goal. But uh, what are you hoping to see happen? What's your dream offseason for the Celtics? I can't give Sam? you an answer because I don't know the money. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're going to take this and run with it. But before you do, let me finish my statement. We're going to disregard money to some degree for now. now okay. And that does, that does not mean, you know, oh, I want Kawhi Leonard then because I'll give him a max. Oh, no, yes. I, I'm saying, you know. Don't think about it too much. What is the realistic dream offseason you can think of without worrying about the money too much? And I'll, I'll let you know, even if I know it all, because I'm not a money expert either, whether or not it can happen. So I'll, I'll let you, you know, give me that answer. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm intrigued by Lonzo just because there are good things about him, good things that fit the team about him, right? He'd be a good fit to po- play point. I don't love that you'd have to give up Marcus, but at the same time, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to have the two of them on the same team. Um, so that's an interest. If I saw it, I mean, I'd be sad because, I, like I said, I like the narrative of Marcus. I like, I would love to see him get his jersey retired. I think he would deserve it if they won a title. Um, so that that's one thing for me. The rest of it is, it's really tough. I mean, I'd like to see Fournier come back, but even that's a double-edged sword because if he comes back, then you're locked in for four years, and that money could go somewhere else. But if he doesn't come back, then you have no money, so it doesn't matter. So that's a problem. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. It's tough. It's it's hard for me to think of moves that they could make with the money, even though you said without the money. I'm thinking more that trades. It, that's trades? what I have my eye on more than free agencies. Well, I don't know what they what they're thinking about moving, what's out there for it. Well, I think, first of all, the Josh Richardson thing came out of left field for me. I, I don't know why. It probably should have been something I was looking at, but I figured the Mavericks would look to keep him. Uh, I'm going to open up uh, player contracts on basketball reference real quick because this is what we do this time of year. 
Um, because like I said, they do have nine million dollars in a TPE now, right? Like that's not a minimal amount of money. That's a decent TPE they could use to get somebody with. Dallas has that, not uh, not the Celtics. No, because the Tristan Thompson TPE. They created a new TPE. They, they created took... a nine million dollar TPE by taking yeah, so... someone with a five million dollar contract. Listen, listen, listen. They took Chris Dunn and put him into the Ennis Cantor TPE. They took Bruno Fernando oh. and put him into a different TPE. And then since they did that, instead of matching salary, they created a new TPE <laughs> worth $9 million. Uh, yeah. So okay. That happened. So, like I said, they have a new TPE now to work with, right? Like, that's that's a decent chunk of change. Well, they can get. in that case... It depends on the salaries for next year, right? Because like <laughs> yeah. you said, the Josh Richards thing would not have worked if they did it three days later. But that $9 million is a mid-level exception. Yeah, that's, right? that's a decent amount of money. That's a good amount of money. If you hard cap yourself, you can still use it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm going to throw some names at you. Just This is what we've been doing, and I know you don't love this game, but it's the game we always have to play. Uh, one in particular I think is really interesting, although the contract is a little long. Royce O'Neal, it's not a big name, not a flashy name, but he gets the job Great done. guy, right? Great shooter, great defender. He's on the books next year, the year after, and the year after that. The deal gets up to around 10 mil, which is a lot, but he's it's not really a bad a deal. For somebody that's going to be 3 and D for you, it's like exactly. Crowder. It's like when they had Crowder on the team. And everybody in the NBA said that was the most valuable contract because he was playing for nothing and giving you a lot. Exactly. Great defender. Uh, Only averaged around seven last year, but also averaged seven rebounds as a six foot four small forward, undersized, scrappy guy, right? Uh, In addition to that, the Jazz are desperately looking to get off salary, right? They just dumped Derek Favors to the Thunder. They're looking to trade Ingles slash Bogdanovich because they need to retain Mike. How much Conley. those guys make? Uh, uh, Bogdanovich makes around seventeen million, uh, and Ingles makes around thirteen. So that is a possibility. I've seen some players, some people. Man. He makes fourteen. He makes fourteen flat, and after that, he's off the books after next year. So there is a trade that could potentially get done there, but there's no it's, TPE, so you, you'd have no to TPE, match. The you'd have to give him Marcus. Yeah, which is at uh, that point, it's not worth it. Yeah, <sighs> that, and, those uh, are Bog- intriguing guys. Jazz have a lot of guys on their team that are good, man. That's Royce why they're O'Neal, number one. Though. Royce O'Neal, Royce though, O'Neal is intriguing. Fits into the TPE. So you into realistically TPE, fits into the team scheme. If they want to dump salary, you give them a heavily protected second. They give you Royce O'Neal. And Sam, do you know what that spells? Free. Free. Spells free. <laughs> um. Other guys, I think, looking right off the bat, I think that looks like the most realistic and best opportunity, maybe. Maxi Kleber is another guy, but he's on the Mavericks as well. Um, <laughs> I'm not? just not. I'm not. You brought it up. You bring it up, and you have to. It's not. <laughs> you're not doing it to mess with me. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's there. It makes sense. I'm just not interested. <laughs> um, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Uh, I'm not. I'm not interested in another big guy. I mean, I know you could put right. him. At, you could put him at uh, power forward if forward. you wanted. Yep. He's a power forward. Uh, DJ Augustine, the guard, but like. Ah. It's tough. I don't know what they need at this point. Do you know who else? Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. Well, Shams tweeted today that yep. former yep. team. 
The yeah. problem is he can't wear the same number, and it's going to be an issue for me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is going to be frustrating. Uh, I think he'll end up with the Celtics or the Heat this offseason based on that report. I mean, he's just giving it away at that point, right? Like, I feel like it's going to be the Celtics. That'd be great. I'd like because it. when you think of a former team, it's it's the Celtics. I mean, obviously yep. there are other teams he played for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I don't know. I don't think he would have put that in there unless you think of the first team you think of. As a Celtics fan, that's the Celtics. I guess. Like, yeah. You could think the Lakers, which make probably more sense. And or the Clippers. He played for the Clips too, right? He did play for the Clippers. I forgot about that. <laughs> and he the Pistons. For, don't count out the Pistons. <laughs> yeah, he was in the Pistons, and then they traded him and Tobias Harris for Blake Griffin. To, yeah, I mean, both sides kind of lost that. Because then L.A. traded him to Philly for Shamit. And something like that. (laughs) Something like that. It was it was a mess. Um, another guy who could fit into the TPE still is Colin Sexton, who is another big name we've brought up time and time again. I'm getting excited now for Sexton. You'd have to give up more than the TPE. He could go with the TPE. All they're getting is the (laughs) TPE. Uh, No, but is that a way you can clear cap space though? What do you mean? So like you you put him in the TP right and say you give say you sign and trade Fournier okay and you put him in the TP not not that it's what they would do or whatever or 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 like you you would save a little bit yeah but we're still talking like oh to get under the luxury tax I don't think it would be spendable cap no but still you would have it it would be there yeah you'd still you'd still you'd still shed some caps plus you'd have to pay him eventually. Mm-hmm. And then it but comes back to the I'd same question. To is, that the that. Sa- is that the guy you want to be your third player? I, I think it's a lot closer than Evan Fournier. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I think Fournier is a fine third option. but And I will say, for those people, I, I think the biggest knock on Colin Sexton, which fairly so, is, oh, he can't pass, right? Like, I'll, I'll get it. Who's he got to pass to, dog? That, that's what I was just going to say. They were the worst three-point shooting team in the league. They were one of the worst shooting teams in the league. He shot 47% from the field as a point guard and 37% from three. And he still averaged 4.4 assists on the caps. Listen, Jack, this is the – I'm not cutting you off because I'm about to back you up. Yeah, go. Assists. The ball has to go in the basket for to be an assist. Exactly. I agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. There are people – like our good friend Adam, who watch tape and tape and tape and tape and can tell you if he makes good passes or not. So yep. there's that. I mean, I, I can look for you right now because now I'm curious and I know you don't like stats, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go look anyways. There's a stat called potential assists. So basically it's how many passes to potential assists you made versus how many assists they actually did, which basically tracks how bad your teammates are, right? Because yes. how many fucking shots did they miss? I need to find it. Still, because it's kind of in here. All right. Potential assists. We got it here. Let's go to Sexton. So. <laughs> it's probably not very high. Uh, no. So he had 4.4 assists per game, right? Yeah. Potential assists per game was 9.2. Which still I don't think is that good. Really? Well, no, Jack. Guys averaged 9.2 assists. Marcus Smart. Averaged 5.7 assists and his potential assist was 8.6. Okay. So, and then we'll, we'll, what? We'll go to LeBron. 
LeBron James and his potential assist was 14.4, right? And that's like the best passer in the NBA. Well, put it, put it, like who has the most potential assist a game? Can you filter it that way yeah, or no? Yeah, it's not yeah, like a no, big yeah. list. Yeah, I got you. Just got see you. what number one is. Most, mo- number one was Russ, which I mean, duh, right? That makes sense. Um, at t- 22 potential assists a game, which is absurd, which is absolutely absurd, but that's kind of what I same, thought the average would be, to be honest yeah. with you. In the same range of Colin Sexton, we have Chris Middleton, Lonzo Ball, uh, Jamal Murray. Lonzo Ball is a good one to put in there because everyone's hyping up the, you know, the ball, uh, ball playmaking of Lonzo. So yeah, there you go. I mean, look at that. And adjusted assists, which I'm not com- completely sure uh, what it is. I-, I think it's like assists they could have had total I, I don't know the exact number but nine point something potential assists a game it, it if he was on the celtics i think he could average seven assists per game because you got the pieces around him right so he averaged four and a half on the worst shooting team in the nba you put him on a team with jalen brown jason tatum a lob threat of robert williams although he did, he did that Jared Allen. yeah and horford you, man horford for pick and pop too you got guys to pass to, and let's be real. The Cavs were just not it. He just didn't have the guys to pass to, and he was barely even the primary ball handler on that team, which is crazy because they had Darius Garland, right? Darius Garland averaged uh, six assists and 11 and a half potential assists, right? So I think his assist numbers were skewed, and numbers aren't everything. I know our, our, our friend of the pod, KJ, says, you know, you need a guy who averaged seven assists. I think Colin Sexton could average a seven assists on the Celtics. Now, will the Celtics be able to pull off a trade? I don't know. I think it's going to come down to what the market is like for Colin Sexton. I still think the Heat probably have the best trade you know, package because I think they'd be willing to take on Kevin Love. But I also think the Heat could land Kyle Lowry, which means they would not go for Colin Sexton. So at that point, if they ask for Smart, are you willing to give up Marcus Smart for Colin Sexton, Sam? Uh, I think... That's what the question could come down to in the end, because if the Cavs want smart, you know, like, do you do it? I think if you're giving them smart, then they're taking on like money. Not that it's bad money, but like, say, Fournier, like a signed trade so you can clear cap. Like, you got to use it to your advantage, too. Like, you have to be able to not that it's realistic. I don't know. I don't know how the, I don't know all the money. I'm I'm bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you fit him in the TPE. You've got to take advantage that you're dumping contracts. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying you should look to dump Marcus's contract by any means, but he's the biggest contract that the Celtics could possibly dump. Well, unless, I mean, he's going to be a free agent after the year, so it doesn't really matter. Yes, but, unless they wanted to dump Horford's contract, which I don't know if they should. But I, I don't, I don't know. I think he's a, like a good fit, so like I'm fine with I paying too, him for now. And then when, once, once the time comes, you're not going to have to pay him anymore, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, or he takes a team-friendly deal this time around. You never know. I think he might learn his you never know. this time. <laughs> might have learned. But hey, I'm just saying I would seriously consider moving Marcus Smart if it meant Colin Sexton joins the Celtics because not only do I think he has all-star upside, but I think that's a trio that can you know, do really, really well for years and years and years to come, right? Because they, they will have to pay him, but I think it could be worth paying him because I think he could realistically average like 18 and 7. For the Boston Celtics next season, or even twenty three and seven, but I think he can get those assist numbers up. 
and he fits into the TPE. And hey, maybe if they're desperate to move him because they really just don't see him as part of their long-term plans, you can get away with two first-round picks, one pick swap, Romeo Lankford, and insert player here, right? I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat, right? And I'm assuming you would too, right? <laughs> Wait, they'd just be trading picks? Picks and Romeo. I mean, realistically, if they're desperate to move him, right? And they don't... Jack, there's want, no way they would do that. They they want to move him. It, they've made it very clear they well, want to Well, if they want to, to move him and that's the deal, then yeah, I'm fine with this. I'm just part. saying that's the best deal the Celtics could offer without giving up Smart. Maybe they throw in Pritchard to give guard depth, which I wouldn't like, but I'd still do it for Colin Sexton. I would do it right? before I would do Smart. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe See, not. <laughs> so just because of the contract, because you don't know if he's in a state. But if he, if they were both like on the books, like I would, I would say Pritchard before Smart. Yeah. The, the Marcus thing. The Celtics are in just such a tough place. Yes. Whatever they Money do, wants. it's so important that they get it right. <laughs> Which I mean, Jason Tatum said it best today. He trusts Brad Stevens, so he'll let Brad Stevens deal with it, and I, I support him in that statement. <laughs> That's how players should be. There you go. There you go. But, um, yeah, that's all I got for you today. Rumors, everything going on. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up here? No, I just don't know what to say with all this stuff because I don't <laughs> – I mean, they're in such a jam with their money. Is I, I can't give you good opinions or mm-hmm. – I mean, I can tell you what I like, what, what I like that I hear because all I can tell you is what I'm hearing and I yeah. see. Hey, and the well, people no that more... talk about things are mm-hmm. the ones saying it, like like Shams with Lonzo. <laughs> like there must be a way that it can happen if they're thinking about doing it. Yeah. And we'll know much, much, much more next time we speak. Next time, uh, Next time you guys hear from tease us. Tease for the next episode of From the Rafters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You'll be hearing from us again on – we'll be talking on Tuesday, but you might hear us Wednesday morning. And then you'll hear us again on Friday. It'll, busy week from the From the Rafters crew. You'll be getting a lot of content. Might be busy uh, going forward. Here. We're getting back into shape here. There you go. I'm ready for next season. I'm going to be a busy dude next season. I'm going to be Jack's watching a lot busy. of basketball. I'm not. <laughs> No, no. I'll be I'm busy in my up. own way, but I'll be not so busy. <laughs> I'm very hyped. And, you know, shameless, shameless plug here. I've been writing, you know, tons for the Heat, uh, for all you can heat, and tons for the Hornets at the Hive. Go check out all of that. I'm super excited to watch both of those teams next season. The Charlotte Hornets have arguably the most exciting young team in the NBA now. LaMelo Ball, James Booknight, Miles Bridges, Kai Jones. I mean, that's... An amazing long, young core. I, I wrote an article uh, yesterday about how they're the new Lob City, right? LaMelo, Miles, Bridges, Kai Jones. I mean, that's easy. That's easy there. Also, scammed the Pistons. I know you would appreciate this since you love free. Sam, I don't know if you saw the specifics of this deal. I they did not. They traded pick 57 for yeah. Mason Plumley and pick 37. Let that, let that sink. Well, they must see him as a negative asset then. The Pistons do, but the Hornets just got their starting center. <laughs> yeah, which they needed. Which well, how much did they pay wild. him? Eight, nine million dollars is how I much he they makes. They gave him a lot of money for some reason. <laughs> they did. It was eight. It was like nine million dollars over three years. So the number you saw was three year, twenty seven million dollars, which looks like a lot of money for Mason. Plum. No, I don't know. I thought they paid him like twenty million dollars a year. They, that's what they gave Grant. All right. Well, but yeah. Anyways, fleeced the Pistons, picked up JT Thor. Uh, they the said, yeah, two. we'll take a higher pick <laughs> and a player we need. Yeah, literally. It, it was amazing. And then the Heat. I know you don't like the Heat uh, necessarily, but they've just got an exciting young core as they it do. is. 
nothing. It's just <laughs> Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I mean, that's great. You can't deny the talent. And uh, I think they'll end up getting Kyle Lowry. That's my prediction. So Duncan I think Robinson's a free agent. Too. You might not say they're. He's. They're gonna match. I'm. Oh, he, well, he's I'm restricted. And seeing, yeah, they'll match whatever it takes. I think he'll get like twenty mil, and they need to match it because, like I said, they don't have any three point shooting, so they need to keep him. I think Kendrick yeah, twenty Dunn's mil is enough. way too much money for Duncan Robinson. I highly disagree. I think he's like ten million. Not that he's not a good player. I just think he's like kind of one dimensional. Like he doesn't play defense. Joe Harris, Davis Bertans. I think Joe Harris is overpaid too. So Bertans overpaid. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll give you Bertans, but like shooting comes at a premium. Like he, Joe Harris is a great shooter, and like I'm not taking that away, but yeah, like, twenty million dollars. I mean, it doesn't really matter in their case because they have, they pay everybody a lot of money and get away with it mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm just saying. I think Robinson can average like 17, 18 points for the Heat, and he's elite. Like he he's completely changes the dynamic of their offense, right? Like you, you see him. Oh, he's just a shooter. Yeah, but he's the shooter. Like he's the no, guy. he is. So, anyways, uh, we don't have to get too much into that. Check out my Would stuff over there. I really appreciate it. For the Celtics, Celtics or in general, Fournier. Because yeah, because he can but. create shots. <laughs> yeah. But in general, in general, can, yeah, it depends. It depends. I know, on I know it depends on fit. It does. It really does. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of From the Rafters. You can follow me at Jackson NBA. You can follow Sam at Sam LaFrance NBA. I'm gonna throw it over into him anyways. And you can follow us at Bannertown USA. And go ahead, Sam, and wrap us up. Yeah, uh, Jack nailed it. You don't really need to hear it again. Uh, you can follow us at all those places. Thank you very much for listening and maybe watching if we're on YouTube today. Yep. If you are, yep. like, share, subscribe. I don't know how many subs we have, but it's not many. <laughs> but we enjoy yeah, putting man. them out. We enjoy the people that listen. So thank you very much. That's our show for today. Bye.